Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan. If it's Friday, it must be time for another show, and this week we have an exciting topic. Think about this. One thing, one thing that makes every successful sales rep go, what, what would that be? Well, this week on uh, Ales with Aslan, we're going to uncover that. So we've got Tom Stanfield and Mark Lampson in to, to discuss the, the trait that everybody in sales that is successful exhibits. And frankly, this goes beyond selling. Uh, this goes into the personal life as well. So hope that you'll enjoy this week's episode, enjoy the cold beverage, and enjoy the topic. Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan. I am so excited about this topic today because Tom and I were talking in the break room because we have one of those. We have a nice break room. Nice break, nice room. break room. And you had been mentioning this, this number one trait that all successful sales reps have. And I am so curious to hear about it and dialogue about it because I know everybody out there in the audience wants to know what that thing is. But before we get started, let me intro our guests for the week and crack a couple cold and frosty ones. So... Today, uh, I've got Tom Stanfield, our CEO. I've got Mark Lampson, our president. And we have three beverages we want to talk about. So uh, why don't we start with Tom? That looks very interesting Scott, right there. Scott, I'm super, super excited about this. I am going to enjoy a Thimble Island coffee stout. Ooh. Now, Thimble Island, for, you, for those of you that are not familiar with the Northeast, is out of Branford, Connecticut. So that's Offshore a little, of Brantford, Connecticut. Yeah. Thimble Islands are just outside yeah, of Brantford. Right. So Not I'm from far Atlanta. from here. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's near New Haven, which, of course, you guys all know I've been to Yale. For a party? You, well, it was a t-shirt thing. I okay. wanted to do a t-shirt. But, but I've been there. Been to Yale. It's a nice right. campus. Driven and it's through. Near, it's kind of near there. So I probably enjoy this. I'm going to crack that open. You're going to crack that open. I think, let's, let's hear the pour because that's... Yeah, it's that looks thick and rich. Well, that's and it, oh, that's... Very and good. it's going to be good. I think it's going to give me a little... Uh, Gonna be uh, give me a little pick me upper for a Friday afternoon. I don't want to, at the risk of insulting the brewer. I you're gonna need a spoon with that. I yeah, think. I that's, think mm. that is some thickness. Mm. Wow. Okay, Mark, what are you Excellent. having uh, this Excellent. week? Uh, recent find, local brewery, uh, touting my Whalers Brewing Company, Wakefield, yeah. Rhode Island. If I tout them enough, how many times do you think I have to tout them to get like a ten percent off a six pack coupon? I'm I'm hoping for one. I, I'm. I put, I put something on Facebook, and I didn't get a response. I'm going bigger than that. I want him to sponsor the whole Tortuga, podcast. Tortuga, a Whalers Brewing Tortuga. It's a caramel and blood orange aromas grace this unique white wheat. Mm. You know what I'm most interested in? The white wheat. You see it up on the top left there? 9.5% alcohol oh, by volume. Would. I did not check So out I'm my... going to uh, crack it open okay. uh, and wow. uh, pour slowly. And drink somewhere in a moderate pace for our, uh, what do we have, 20 minutes to go? I Yeah, and I thought maybe you were going to say responsibly, because that's someone's ad campaign. You know what? I just realized the Surgeon General has a warning about my beer. Your beer? Yeah, my beer. Are you pregnant? No. Oh. All right. I am going to, I, I realize I'm a little bit of the dud in the show. Sometimes mm. I, I go to the the straight and narrow, and this time I've uh, I've selected the Anstel Light. Straight and narrow. <laughs> uh, there's a lot else on here. Yeah, it's out of Holland, means. out of Amsterdam. I've I've been in the airport, but I've actually never been downtown. Uh, I don't know what the alcohol by. They have a lot of sure. coffee shops there. They do, yeah, and some other sorts of shops. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna pour that, and I'm gonna get us focused and started on this great topic that uh, I am super excited to hear about. So Tom. In the break room, as I mentioned, we were talking about 
uh, a study that uh, that both you and I had had read, which was called Flawed Self-Assessment. I mm-hmm. believe it was in the early 2000s that David Dunning, Chip Heath, and uh, and Jerry Sewells came out with this study, yeah, which really talked about you know this this single trait that makes people successful, specifically salespeople. Um, and and there was a statistic in there that yeah. I know kind of will get people. 95% of professors think they're above average. Now, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a math major, and, and we a, have one. Oh, no, you're an engineer. But um, how does that work? Well, yeah, I think <laughs> the study fascinated me because it, it confirmed what I've, I've always believed is that we have a very – it's very difficult for us to see the reality of our – to see ourselves in, in a realistic way. Mm. Um and I, I've always believed that I think the number one trait of successful salespeople, they all, they all, they all share this trait. And I think it's true for all successful people, is they're passionate about seeking feedback. Like they, they know, as the study talked about, we, we, we can't really honestly see ourselves. We all have some level of self-deception. Mm. And unless we get feedback, right, and, and, and seek the truth about ourselves and what are our gaps and how can we improve, we're, we're, we're going to be limited. Our success is going to be limited. We're going to have flaws and gaps, and we're not going to be able to address them because we don't know that they exist. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know I just referenced professors, but, Mark, I know when we were talking, you, you've you seen it in, in other aspects of life, too. I mean, well, the, the, you know, I was just, we were talking the other day about our men's health subscriptions yeah. because was that before or after we were working out? I can't really remember. But at the back of Men's Health, they have the little study that says, you know, the little, like, men's health by the numbers. Yeah. And there's all these little data points. 82% of men believe they're above average in strength. And again, yeah. maybe they're not quite as <laughs> grossly overrating uh, themselves as professors, but still, we just are not honest with them ourselves about where we really stand and where we really, we don't calibrate where we are. We're not wired to be that way, probably. We're not wired to be self-reflective. And so I think this is another example of a choice we have to make, right? Yeah. So so I know in, in one of the stories we were talking about was... Uh, was famous coaches and others that are, you know, famous for a lot of reasons, but still self-reflective, right? Yeah. You had a great example. Yeah, I, I, I was watching, I think it was a 60 Minutes interview with Pete Carroll, you know, the won a Super Bowl with the Seattle Hawks, won, mm. I don't know how many national championships with USC. Mm. And he hired a new coach. Uh, it actually was one of his, it was one of his children. And he just uh, come out of college and, you know, here here's his son joining the team. And, and so the, what do you think Pete Carroll would say to his son after attending his first professional coaching or staff meeting? You know, I would I would think that Pete Carroll would go, here's what you needed to have learned and hope yeah. you saw this. And he, he, the first question he asked his son is like, how'd I do? Yeah. Could I have oh. improved? I was blown away by that. And then it, it was like that, that really woke me up to like people even at that level, you know, and I, I remember reading an article about the CEO of Medtronic, one of the most successful medical device companies in the world. He wrote a book about one of the most important traits that he, he embraces is seeking feedback, seeking the truth. He calls it true north. You really don't know who you are until you invite people into your circle and say, tell me and what I call, tell me, tell me what's on my sign. The way I think about it is we all have a sign above our head and we can't see it, right? And unless we invite people into our lives and say, tell me what's on my sign. These are my blind spots. I don't really know. You know, I don't really know myself fully. And so until I ask people and invite them in, I don't know what's on my sign. And the longer you ignore your sign, the bigger it gets. Yeah. And yeah. so that keeps us from successful. But if you invite people in and you can you can learn about it, you go, oh, you know, I can improve that. <laughs> One of the things that was said to me a couple of years ago by a, a potential client 
Um, he was an executive with the company, and we met for an hour, and he looked at me and goes, why are you folding your arms? Right. And I was like, well. It's natural. I like I, that. I, yeah, and, and I, you know, it's like, is that, is, that a, is that a problem? Why he's, The reason I fold my arm is because I have a neck problem. I was in a car accident eight years ago, and, and it's in my it makes my neck feel better when I support my body by pulling. He said, well, you seem closed. Interesting. And so I was like, I had no idea. That was on my side. I had yeah. no idea yeah. that this guy is looking at me going, You're, you don't like what I'm saying. And I'm like, no. Now, so ever since then, I now am aware of that. Right, I, t- I received that feedback, and then I'm, I'm now manage my arms differently in meetings. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I looked across to, to one of our sales reps, and I said, "Is that true?" And he goes, "Yes, you always fold your arms." Well, yeah. when you talk about sign, you know, we've we've represented uh, in some exercises a sign being literally a post-it note. Take a post-it note and imagine it's on your forehead. What yeah. does that mean? It means everybody everybody else can see it, except for you. Yeah. And the reality of it is, the longer that sign is there, the bigger it gets. Yeah. It creates the biases. It's, it's just you know we all have our signs. Uh, I know you're the you're the host. So yeah. you are the host. I'm and, kind of the host. Yeah. And you asked <laughs> with the most beer. You asked you asked the questions. But can I ask a question, please? Because another important trait of good salespeople is they ask clarifying questions. To Tom, I have a question. What? truth did Pete Carroll seek after he decided to throw the ball on first and goal uh, in the Super Bowl against the Patriots into the hands of Malcolm Butler? What what did he seek? Instead of running it? Yeah, instead of running the ball. What did he he seek there was the question? I'm sure he's, knowing, knowing, based on how he answered the question on 60 Minutes, I'm sure he he realized that he made a okay, big mistake. Okay, okay, yeah. and that probably wasn't on his sign. When to confirm that probably that. was that was probably obvious. It's on his clipboard him. with all the big. And his, when he chewed the gum, it was on his clipboard. The yeah. gum stuck to the yeah. clipboard, and he lost yeah. the play. I don't <laughs> right. got confused. Yeah. I apologize, host. I. That sounds you know, like no, somebody's no. a Patriots fan. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, it was a glorious day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so again, this is sort of where we got into a little bit of why this is important to a comprehend it and and b. You know, understand what it all means. Mm-hmm. Anything else that that people on the line that are that that do this selling thing for a living should be aware of in terms of why this is important to be aware of it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's another, there's a positive side to it. Uh, not only not only are we going to, you know, understand or learn things about ourselves that will improve our performance. There's also there's also hidden talents that we have. Right. We also need to know what do you do really well? What do you need to leverage? Yep. Right? You know, we're uh, all of us lack something, right? But we all have talents, unique gifts. So so how can we leverage our gifts? And so sometimes we don't know, hey, on our sign is like you're really really good at something. And yeah. so a lot of people uh, live their entire life and no one really tells no them. No one tells them. And so yeah. and so we need to, you know, we need to seek that as well. Yep. So that's that's also um, I think an important. Well, and it, the opposite could be true of the professors and the workout guys that that you know maybe people undervalue themselves, and and those people need um, the sort of feedback that may that may be in a positive way mm-hmm. improve their uh, their outlook and their careers as well. Well, whether it's whether it's weaknesses or whether it's strengths, here's the truth: we have blind spots. Yeah, that's the bottom line. You drive a car, you have mirrors, you have cameras. The cameras go up, the cameras go down, everything. There's still a little spot when you turn your head where the corner of your car blocks the car and you can't see it. And in our lives, in our professional lives, in our personal lives, in our selling lives, we have blind spots. A lot of people say, I've coached a lot of salespeople. I've been coached. We all say, myself included, say, well, no one's more critical of themselves than I am. And that's true. 
for the things that we see, for the things that we notice. Right. And over yeah. and over and over again, there are things that we just don't notice. And that's your sign. And the number one trait of successful salespeople is they seek the truth. They seek that blind spot, as mm -hmm. painful as it may be. Do you think now would be a good time for you to you know, tell me my blind no, spot? I, I don't no, think because this is a good time. No, well, no I don't so, think it's a good time. I mean, there's it's a not, couch over there. I'd be there's, happy not a, there's not enough time. We ah, only have this like is, 12 minutes This left. is an hour-long podcast yeah. idea? Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, then we'll part. save that for You know, and this sounds maybe sounds a little negative, what we're talking about. Oh, we got blind spots. Actually, it's a really it's a really great opportunity. I, I heard someone say this one time. He said, "The information that you need, right, to to get to the next level, to reach your full potential, is available to you." Like that that kind of blew me away. Like, like I think of things that I need to improve on, or you know, what's keeping our company from growing at a faster pace, or what's keeping me to be, you know, you know, close more deals, whatever I'm working on. And the idea that the information is available to me yeah. to get whatever I want in life. You know, we all want some. We all want to be the best. So it's, I think, I think some of us have said, you know, I'm not going to be the best. So I'm, I'm not going to try. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to try because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm kind of whatever. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to get by. And then some of us are like, no, we're really into it. But we all really want to reach our maximum potential. And the idea that someone will tell me what I need and it's available to me is pretty motivating. Yeah, and just for the asking. It's, oh, it's, it's just right. Yeah, it's it's just, yeah. Somebody knows. Somebody knows yeah. what I need. Yeah. And all I got to do is ask them, and they'll go. Now it can be a little painful, but, right? But and I got to do something with it. Well, and as we talked about earlier, you mm -hmm. you you're asking for it, so you're a little more prepared for a negative response right. than you would be if someone just said, "I need to talk to you about your performance," or yeah. "I want to talk to you about how that went." Right. Well, regardless of the feedback, the the, the you talked about why is this important? The the interaction is so positive in so many ways that I would challenge everyone listening. The next time you're at a restaurant, when the manager comes over at the end of the meal and says, how, you know, how was it? And you say, oh, fine. But eight times out of ten, it probably wasn't fine. There was something wrong. Something was late. They put tomatoes on my salad. I hate tomatoes on my salad. I just can't eat the raw tomatoes. I really can't. But someone, something's wrong. And so someone comes over and they say, was everything okay? And we say what? Yeah. Yeah, we say, yeah. I would challenge the listeners. The next time you have something that's not perfect and someone says, how was everything? You say, well, would you like, like, since you're asking, I have something. And watch what they do. And if they're a successful restaurant and a successful manager, they're going to say, thank you so much. I had no idea. We did this mm -hmm. last year at a restaurant we go to, something about the wings, something about something that changed. He said, I had no idea. Thank you very much for telling me. So that's a positive thing. If you're mm -hmm. a sales leader, yeah, you know, if you're a sales leader, seek feedback from your reps about you, and you'll find they start seeking feedback about them from you. It's just, yeah. it's a, so. Yeah, there's a lot of positive. You're bringing up a really good point, Mark, because I think it really clarifies and reveals your motive mm -hmm. when you get feedback, especially from a client. If you, if you're, if you're, you know, in a situation where you potentially could get feedback from a client, yeah. It really reveals your motive. If, if, if you're saying, thank you, I want to get better, then it reveals that that is really your goal. You want to get better at serving your customers. But if it's like, well, uh, you know, that that's not something I really want to hear because it makes me feel bad. It reveals that you really have a self-centered motive. We, we had an opportunity with a, a large, large opportunity recently, and it turns out that the person that brought us into this opportunity to present our solution was a friend of mine. Mm. So 
I thought, well, we had a... And they brought you in anyway? And they brought me in <laughs> anyway. Wow, that's they great. brought us in anyway. You're right. Good question. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was myself and another rep, and they brought us in, and we didn't win the deal. And um, I'm like, and he offered to give us feedback, right? So how I handle that feedback yeah. really determines, mm-hmm. is my goal to serve them or serve our clients? Or is it like, well, I don't like that way. That makes me feel. But it was interesting. There were some things on our sign, and, and I learned a lot by hearing from this person, and and we grew from that. Yep. But but um, it was just another example of, of of why this is so important. So if we if we all believe and agree that we don't want to just be okay, that we want to strive for better, um, and it's like that ad that's on TV now with AT and T, where the doctor walks in and he goes, "Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, who, guess who's back off a of rehab or whatever?" Yeah. And yeah. You go, are you nervous? Yeah. yeah, me too. Well, we'll get through it. Like yeah. okay is not good enough, <laughs> yeah. right? you yeah. know. So I think a lot of people are starting to think about that through the national advertising right now. But if people are interested in getting better, it's motivating for all of us. Why is this so hard and so rare that people would actually do this? I mean, yeah. one of the things that, that Ben Franklin said in, in the study we looked at was there are three things that are hard. Steel, diamonds, and knowing oneself. Yeah. Why is it so hard? Yeah, why is it so? Yeah, you think about we can all think of the person that we hang out with, right? That we go to, and they they're, they're the me monster, and yeah. they, they they talk the whole time, and they don't know it, right? They right. just they don't. And I think the reason that we don't get feedback is because I think it's painful. Yeah. Like you really think about it, you know, it's like it's so much easier to say, well, it's somebody else's fault, right? Or it's so much easier just to deny it. But if we say, oh, that's true about me. That hurts, and our instinct is to avoid pain. I mean, yeah. our whole everything about us survival survives like yeah. avoid pain, and so that's counterproductive. That's where our instincts do not support us. Um, it's counterintuitive to say, I'm going to seek the truth, and it's going to be painful. But here's the cool thing if we seek the truth, it actually is less painful, hmm. right? If we say, Hey, how can I be better? and I'm, I'm inviting feedback, the feedback you get will be <laughs> much gentler. And and it'll be, we're, we're 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 getting it on our terms. We're not surprised by it, you yeah. know. So, um, but I think it's pain. I think that's the I think that's the I think it's awareness, which we've talked about. People don't know it, and it's also painful. So we just rather think, hey, it's every great. Hey, you know, the reason we didn't win that deal is because we didn't have the lowest price, or the product isn't well. That's not my fault, and that yeah. feels pretty good. But if it's like, oh, well, we said something in the beginning of the meeting that communicated we weren't prepared. That's my fault, and that hurts, and that's painful, and that seems uh, – it's just easier to believe it's price. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the reason we're, we're – I think we're sharing this message is it's painful at first. Mm. It's And then if you can get over the pain, right. if you can get over the pain, right. it's, 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 uh, it's gain. It's mm-hmm. all gain afterwards. Uh, you know, I'll share a personal story of my pain and, and gain in yeah. my seat. Uh, I came to Aslan 13 years ago. Came to sell for us. Sat down with Tom. Your office. What's it going to you know, be successful? And I'm going to do this and sell that. And I'm going to crush that number. I wasn't hitting the numbers, but I thought I was doing a pretty decent job and was trying to work hard. And thought Aslan had some problems that prevented me from making my number. And uh, I sat down and I was with Tab. Tab's one of our co-founders, and I was with Tab, and he's been on some podcasts. And I said, "So Tab, you know, what do you think? What do you think?" And I. I think I might have had a 9.5 ABV beer in me or two, and, and I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping for good news. But yeah. I said, "What do you think?" And Tab Norris, Tab, if you're listening, I still love you. But Tab Norris said, "I'm disappointed in Mark." 
I'm disappointed. I, that crushed me. So that was painful. Yeah. You know, it's it's painful. And you have two options. Yeah. You can say, well, because, or you can say, tell me more. And we said, tell me more. And I ended up sitting with Tom and figuring out that in what part of my sales process was I was doing something that I should have been doing more presentations over the phone. I started doing more presentations over the phone and I tripled what I was doing from a revenue perspective. So yeah, and, and a lot of good things happened, but that's a, it's a tough easy conversation. thing for you to do would have been to blame the company. That's right. Blame the company to myself, keep drinking beer and just kind of keep moving on down the road. Yeah. And, and that, and, and we all have done that from time to time. Yeah. yeah. We all do that. That reminds time to time. me of a story. We, we worked with a large computer manufacturer uh, about five or six years ago. And Dell was beating them pretty significantly because Dell could deliver a server and this may have been 10 years ago, I don't know, but Dell could deliver a server in, you know, a couple of weeks and it took them two or three months. And so they said, well, we can't be successful here because of that, that fact. Yeah. But the reality was there was a lot of reps that were there that were successful, but it was easier to blame the company than say, well, you know what? There are, there are a lot of reps here that are successful because they find people who don't need a server in two weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it was just easier to say, well, we can't be successful. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I want to bring us home with some some ideas and, and, and some application of how, uh, you know, people can leverage this. Um, so 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 take us through if you have any other examples um, or ways that you can sort of have applied this and, yeah. and what it led to. Well, I think if, you know, to give to bring this down to being very practical. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some things that we can do, right, to, to begin this process of seeking feedback. I, I like to use the, <laughs> I like to use the weight example here, you know, because <laughs> that's kind of painful to think, oh, I'm not gaining weight. My, 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 my pants have shrunk or my shirt's shrunk. I'm not gaining weight. But, you know, if we really if we really want honest feedback, the first thing is, go, you know, I, I may not have an accurate assessment yeah. of my my weight. So, right, if I really want to get better, I want to yeah. get healthier, what do I do? You go to the scale at South County Orthopedics, and it's definitely weighs lighter than the <laughs> yeah, one in my right. house. You use that scale. Right, yeah. So I, I, I have to first say, well, I might not really be accurately assessing my my weight here. So I step on a scale, right? Yeah. We get feedback. We get, okay, well, then the scale says, yes, I've gained five pounds. So what's our instinct? Scale's wrong. Uh, well, I'm wearing a lot more clothes than I Yeah, I scale's wrong. Way, yeah, yeah, you know, right, right. So... You know, so if I really, that's, you know what, and you know what, <laughs> you will get feedback that's wrong. Yeah. Sometimes some people will tell you something that's not true. Yeah. Like they will give you feedback. So what do you need to really do is calibrate. Let's weigh on, if we really want to know the truth about ourselves, we want to know what's on our sign, you calibrate. You, you, you will find several scales. And if you get on multiple scales and they all say the same thing, then, then there's a gap there, right? So I would say calibrate. Find some trusted people. And I think that's good. You choose... Who you who you you want to get feedback from? Like that's something I go to Mark with. Yeah. I mean, Mark and I have this seek meeting almost annually or on a consistent basis, where I go to Mark because I trust him, and I say, "Tell me," and he gives me feedback, right? And it's not that painful. I trust him, uh, and I do that with several other people. And um, if I calibrate, then I'm going to say I'm starting to get some consistent feedback. <laughs> we, yeah. I used to tell my children, I said, if one person tells you're a horse, ignore them. If three people tell you you're a horse, buy a saddle. Mm. So, so that's the you know. Yeah, yeah, that's um, an awkward analogy. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really not sure where to go with yeah. that. Well, so in, in in one last point, because what if um, what if someone gives you unsolicited feedback? Yeah. 
right? I mean, that's a good point. There's there's a chance that happens in our daily lives, our spouses potentially from time to time. How should we treat that? Is it any different? Do we still have a choice of how we react to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I the way that's funny. This happened to me uh, recently. Somebody just I didn't even know came up to me and started giving me advice. I'm like, and my first reaction was, well, who are you? Like, well, who, yeah. who, who are you? What are your you, I don't know yeah. you. Yeah. Why are you giving me this feedback? I don't trust you. I don't know you. Well, that's really not the right question. The yeah. right question is, is you should say, is it true? Yeah. If someone gives you feedback, there's just only one question you should ask. Is it true? Yeah. And then go ask Mark yeah. if he notices the same. Yeah. And then you calibrate. Yeah. Right. Is it is it true? And, you know, it might be. It might be true. It might not be true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Well, it's about considering their motive. Mm -hmm. right? People say things, so they're trying to manipulate or do something or they just giving you the truth maybe it's not delivered in the way or the time that you'd like yeah but there's there's truth in there right? yeah there, that there's, clouds us there's some truth in there and so successful reps successful people pull that truth out they're they're seeking that feedback they're seeking that truth i interviewed sales reps we we, we interviewed a sales reps the other the other day and at the end of the call she said so, any, 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 anything that concerned me, was, she was soliciting feedback yeah. that, that she just does that. She's been successful. I can tell that. Mm. Asking the question makes her stock go up in my mind. Right. And so I gave her feedback. I gave her feedback on the call that I learned, and I said, these are things that concern me. And she, she said, thank you. I've heard that before. That's helpful. I'm going to work on that. Versus, versus, because when we're talking about application, you have to, you have to have a motive that you want to help yourself versus, you know, just kind of go through the motions. Your motive is I want to help myself. And then you have to be prepared to accept it. Yeah. Accept the feedback versus yeah. defend it versus right. explain it versus reasons. Just accept the feedback. Yeah. And she did. And and that's 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 she's yeah. a successful sales. She's up a few points. You know, this reminds me of a, something that Oprah Winfrey said recently. She said everybody that's on my show, every single person on my show asks me at the end of the show, and you think about how people are on the show, yeah. Yeah. Yourself, ask one question, how'd I do? And she said it wasn't about like, tell me I did well. It was yeah. like, did I, did I do okay? Could I, yeah. give, could I be better? Mm. Yeah. It's very telling. Very, that is I want to I want to leave with a quote, though. I know Please. we need to close. I, wanna, I, I read this the other day in Anne Lamott's book. Um, it's, it's, a, it's actually a book about prayer, but it, it said something. She said something at the end of the book. She said, if you want to know only what you already know, you are dying. Mm. Great writer, Anne Lamott. I yeah. love that quote. That is a great quote. When, I'll tell you, this, is, this has been a very interesting topic. I hope everybody got good value out of it. Just to summarize, that we have this sign on us. We have these blind spots that we're not able to see. We need to seek feedback. We need to ask others to, to help us uh, with, that, with those blind spots. And it's not easy. All right? So this is going to be difficult, and it's a choice. And so, um, you know... Uh, Learn how to, to, to get that as a habit and then, you know, how to apply it in your own personal life and in your professional life. And I think you'll have great success. Uh, so if you like the podcasts, and hopefully you do, please help share these with your friends. Like us, literally like us at, with the like button. Rate us, uh, subscribe, and help us go viral with this this podcast. And maybe even get us sponsored by a great beer company. Yeah, well, tell I tell mean, us how we did. Yeah. We, we want to... Please, how do we do? Are we missing something? Are yeah, we, unless, do we have... unless it's, to me, I just would rather get feedback on you, Scott. And I don't really. Yeah. yeah, it'd be great. Just the host. Just feedback on the host. I'm a lowly plebe in this whole thing. Just a, a pawn in this game. So thanks so much for everybody for listening. Have a great week, everybody.
Well, what a week that was. A great topic. I'm so excited that Tom uh, brought this one to our attention. If you um, want to look up the study, Flawed Self-Assessments by David Dunning, Chip Heath, and Jerry Sewells. Um, that's going to be uh, something you want to Google. Remember, 95% of all professors think they're above average. Uh, what did Mark say? 80-something percent of all men think their strength is above average. We just personally do not have the ability to be self-reflective and and uh, self-assess ourselves. So uh, the summary of, of this particular week and this particular topic is really, uh, really interesting. We cannot uh, identify our own sign. Uh, we don't We don't see it. So if we don't see it, we call those blind spots and uh, we need to seek help uh, from those that we love around us to help us improve. And it's hard. There's no easy way out. It's uh, it's going to take a uh, question from you to your peers, to your boss, to your wife, to your husband to try to figure this out. And then we went through some tips and tricks about how to apply it in our personal and our business lives. So hopefully you enjoyed the topic, enjoyed the week And we'll see you next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan.